Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. It's a gritty win for the Badgers on the road in the Big Ten against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Johnny Davis would follow out with, oh, two minutes, 35 seconds left in the game. And it would be Stephen Crowell, the Minnesota native, getting it done. And don't forget Brad Davison, also from Minnesota, but he only had seven points. Stephen Crowell, seven to nine shooting. Five of six from the charity stripe, uh, collecting seven rebounds, even had an assist to go with it as he had 20 to help the Badgers continue on and now tie first place in the Big Ten as now they have Rutgers on the horizon at the rack on Saturday. But the matter at hand last night, uh, 68-67 victory for the Badgers. Big Ten is tough to win on the road. Minnesota was, sorry to bring it up right away, Rowdy. A four it's disgusting. A yeah, Rowdy's not happy at all with uh, the Badgers winning a basketball game and being tied for first place in the Big Ten. Uh, Rowdy, is it just because the Razor's Edge? You, you, you literally you had every with single the, opportunity betting on the Badgers to not blow this team out, and you couldn't do it. So because they won by there was a meaningless three at the end that got it by one because they won just by a point. The season is done over. The team stinks. Or no one said that, but you can still be disgusted by a game. Like, like go, get me through the the thought process of being disgusted on getting a besides betting on it on the razor's edge of getting a road win in the Big Ten to get yourself back into first place. A team that prides itself on lack of turnovers and yeah, averages 12? about eight a game has twelve. Mm. Not only did they have twelve, but twice as many as Minnesota. Yet you were able to double up their rebounding. And you lo- you won by one. You should have won that game by like 15 points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnny Davis did not play well. Brad Davison, I'm about ready to say, hey, take a seat. It's the Davis Brothers show here. I mean, the when the Davis Brothers were on the court together, some slick passes. Yeah, Jordan the Davis. offense looked way better. There wasn't some guy flailing around on the court or missing jump shots. Jordan Davis was looking good in his minutes, man. And then I think it. At this point, I don't know what else to say besides like Ben Carlson is like useless when he's <laughs> on the court. Literally, there were more dunks on the on a, on a basketball court last night when he touched it for four minutes than in an NBA dunk contest. Yeah, Ben Carlson's minutes um, are a struggle at times when he's out on the court. Uh, Jordan Davis though was having a hell of a game. Uh, no Jacoby Neath. He was suspended one game for the punch that he threw uh, in that melee on Sunday against Michigan. And Lauren Bowman out non-COVID illness again, his second straight game. So. So there was going to be more production coming from the bench. So you would see more of the Jordan Davis, the Ben Carlson. But yeah, to your point, Ben Carlson, I don't really need to see too much of him. I mean, he had, what, four minutes out there, and it was a tough four minutes. Uh, Jordan Davis looked damn good. The dude was a three-for-three shooting, including one uh, from beyond the arc. And he also had some nice passes. Him and Johnny Davis linking up, there was uh, Leighton was in the second half. Jordan Davis had it, did a little bounce pass to a driving Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis went to go like feign a shot and then found Stephen Crowell uh, for a layup. That was a pretty nice play. Yeah, they had a couple times where they had some nice connections, which I guess you'd figure, right, if you're twin brothers that played basketball yeah. together like your forever. Whole life. Yeah. 
But how about the other thing is free throw shooting down the stretch. My Lord. Chucky yeah. Hepburn, make a free throw. Let's see. Six, uh, 35.7. No, that's not 51. What am I looking at here? There's 68%. So 15, 15 of 22, excuse me. Look at my wrong numbers here. Well, the thing was, it's not like the team struggled. Like you see it on paper. Oh, they shot 68% below where they are as a team, right? It was basically all Chucky Hepburn. He Chucky couldn't Hepburn make a free some throw. Good plays. He, some good he couldn't plays, make though. a free throw. Okay. I mean, you're going to have that. You're not going to be perfect every game. We see that. Hell, we went through years of Ethan Happ. Uh, that was even more, that was worse than uh, Chucky Hepburn at times. So you're not satisfied at all with the, the Badgers going on the road in the Big Ten, getting a win, and getting back to first place. No, it was a disgusting win to me. I gotta, won by one a, point. There's got to be a Twitter pull out of this. Well, the one po- the meaningless. There was a meaningless shot at the end that made it one point. Yeah, you, it should have been a game you won by like double digits. I gotta Minnesota is by far the second worst team in the Big Ten, and I don't think it's close. I'll, I'd love to know if you watched the Badger game last night, 608-321-1670, are you left feeling like rowdy, disgusted? So is this like a loss to you then, or like what is this? It's like the just barely above a, a loss. It's about as low as you can get for a win. <laughs> as low as you can get for a win, or are you on the guise of you went on the road in the Big Ten, one of the toughest, if not the toughest conference to play, especially road games, and you took one team's best shot, was your star player out with almost three minutes left of the game, and you found a way to get a win. Did you ever doubt the win, I should say? No, I was so never the only the thing the, the thing that was in doubt was obviously the cover as they literally were up by like eight points and it felt like it was about to be put on cruise control until Brad Davison literally turning the ball over, falling on the ground, missing shots, if, and then Chucky Hepburn with the exclamation point missing free throws. If you didn't bet on it in the razor's edge, would you have felt the same? I still would be a little upset that they didn't play very well. Would you say that you're more upset, though, because we did have some cash on it? Yeah, I literally have skin in the game. Okay, so let me know at 608-321-1670. If you watch the game, do you feel it's essentially just a step above a loss, or is it, yo, they went on the road and they found a way to win? Uh, Our guy, True Advisor on Twitch, give me a win, and I don't care how they do it. I'm inclined to agree with you, True Advisor. I'll think of a Twitter poll for this. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm going to see who's on the phone. Who's this? Good morning. Happy Thursday, Thursday, y'all. Hey, Charlie, one second, kid. All right, so the Badgers now get Rutgers um, on the road. They're going to the rack. Uh, last night, though, I don't know, Rowdy. Looking at this team now, obviously there's Minnesota has a new coaching staff. They're trying to get their new By the way, in. after the after the game where they had like the coach pressers on no, Big Ten we're, Network. We're going to get there. Greg Gard. Div get uh, listener Chad's brother a shout out oh, with did the he? coaching staff. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the uh, because Gardo was asked about uh, Sunday. Remember Rowdy? What was it Monday or Tuesday? We were talking about if Gardo came out and like, named them all. I have the audio. We'll have to play it. Uh, hell yeah! I did listen to the uh, comment. Guard was asked about if he would, you know, his thoughts on what had happened on Sunday and the handshake line. And Gardo, I thought, gave a great answer. Uh, on it, he asked if he would have handled things differently. Now we'll get to it coming up. If you, oh, I watched it all. I was up for that. And you said, Rowdy, what was it? Um, I think it was Tuesday, maybe. That if Gardo were to like what apologize or did we talk about this on here? Yeah, we did. I said if he apologized, um, lose a lot of respect for Greg Gard. And I mean, we don't give away his answer for people in here because we're gonna play it coming up. But his answer, what did you think about it? Well, I tweeted it out. Oh, did you? No apology to her. Hashtag Gardo strong. Okay, so there we go. I didn't see your tweet on that. 
So there you go. We'll get the Gardo conversation uh, to the presser coming up here as well as Stephen Crowell, you know, from Minnesota. He was talking about how great it was to be back in his home state and have a team high 20 points. Crowell had a nice little game. He's really been growing, uh, obviously, this Big Ten season. It's been nice to see Crowell grow up. kind of. So watching that game, Crowell was absolutely dominant down low because he was definitely the biggest guy in the post. Yeah. Like he had a size advantage on everyone and he was getting to the hoop and just basically going over the top of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Tyler wall was pretty effective down mm. low. First half Tyler was balling. I did it not feel like they got away from down. Yes. You know, going down low into the post Yes, when they clearly had an advantage with wall and with Crowell. Yeah. They, t- they talk about that after the game. Um, man, Rowdy's really in his, Rowdy's really upset over no, this win for the Badgers. Bunch of BS. You can't get a cover here. <laughs> but again, you said if you didn't bet on it, you would not be as upset, right? Yeah, I, yeah, obviously. But it, come on, clearly Minnesota is the second worst team. Yeah, in the Big I know. Ten. Yeah, you're on the you road won in the Big by Ten. one point. Okay, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, I didn't put any money on. Yeah, it, so. doubled up them and rebounded. I don't mind how they won. I don't, yeah, like, had they got to win. You had twelve turnovers. Okay, they still found a way to uh, you know come back and win. They won the game. Their first place in the Big Ten. I didn't bet on it. Like I want Rowdy to win his money. Obviously, don't get me wrong. And the people that do bet on it, I want you to do it. But now after this win, now I'm I'm I don't know I I think I'm starting to agree more and more with Rob Reichel. The more I see Brad Davison shoot the basketball, you don't want the less back. I the less I need to see it. I, I remember how we were talking when, man, I think it was the man, first. This is tough. The this first half day. of the NBA season or the NBA season, the uh, college basketball season. Yeah, where he was like shooting the basketball like 46, 47 percent from three, mm-hmm. and we're like, holy crap, like. He is absolutely just killing it from three, and he was having his best career year shooting the three. It wasn't even like wasn't even close. And then since then, did you hear what they said he was shooting the basketball in the broadcast? It's not good. What was it again? Nine for his last forty-five, and then Oof. he missed one. Oof! Yeah, he is in a hell so of a slump. Nine for forty-six. That that's what I, I don't know exactly what that is, but that's definitely below twenty percent from three in his last almost fifty shots. He's now fallen to this is his worst career year shooting three points. Yeah, Brad Davison is uh, struggling from beyond the – or just shooting in general. And that, that is uh, not good. Not good. What is good, though, Wisconsin, again, I can't stress this enough, back in first place in the Big 19 and Ten. Nineteen and a half percent. Oof. Wisconsin, after their 68-67 to 67 victory, uh, they now, uh, let's see here, has a 13-game winning streak in games decided by one or two possessions at six points or less. This is now the longest such winning streak by any Division One team in a single season since the three-point line was adopted in the 86-87 season. Wow. And with the win, Wisconsin now leads the all-time series against the Gophers. 105 yeah, did you to 104. See, do you see how they had to flash up both the basketball and the football stats? <laughs> yeah, get out of here. With the, uh, that's, a, that's a total ESPN stat. I mean, it's relevant just because you're playing the school and it's a rivalry, but I'm surprised they didn't mention that Brad Davison played quarterback that Johnny Davis <laughs> played quarterback that hell Jordan Davis was his receiver. They did mention a few times that it was uh, Jordan Davis was the twin of Johnny Davis. Like, Oh really? No kidding. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> it's like, huh? Hmm, those guys are related. Oh, I couldn't tell. Is there any positives rowdy? A lot of negativity, which is on par for your course, but a lot of negativity coming right away over a win. Is there anything positive out of this game for, for you? The only positive is that it was another win. Not like Stephen Crowell having a nice game. Was that a positive for you? 
Or I mean, it, they went away from him later in the second I half. I would have liked to have seen him stay getting him the basketball, him and Wall. Well, let's see here. Stephen Crowell, he Especially was... Especially when Johnny Davis wasn't playing that well. Stephen Crowell had a hand in 10 of Wisconsin's final 16 points. I think that was pretty nice, including four for four from the free throw line. That was nice. Uh, let's see here. Our guy Sports Patch just hit me up. Very pleased with the outcome. The win, so... To win so convincingly on the road against one of the worst teams in the conference without Nathan Bowman was unbelievable. Keep shooting, Grandpa. I think that's sarcasm from our guy Sports Pat. Well, it definitely is. But, it, I mean, Johnny Davis has been one of the better rebounders on this team all season. Mm-hmm. But even Crowell and Wall were grabbing boards. Like, they dominated Minnesota on the boards. And in that first half, the only reason, in my opinion, that it was, like, close was because Minnesota was chucking up so many shots yeah, they were. that happened to fall. There was like, a couple bang, those banks. There and those. were some disgusting shots for Minnesota that went in. It really was. And then all of a sudden, the second half, Wisconsin starts to look like they're about to pull away. You know, they get up five, six, seven, eight. And then how about the ref show in the second half? That was awful refereeing. I mean, we say that every game now. I'm just used to it. Like, the, did you see, though, the Badgers had 10, a team that's known for not following and not turning the basketball over, mm-hmm. had 10 fouls in the first nine and a half minutes? Yeah, I mean, Johnny Davis got those final two to follow up, like, what, 15 seconds with each other? Does Johnny Davis ever get a call, by the way? I did not <laughs> see the rowdy tweet. I was I was in a deep slumber, but or just oh. starting to close my little eyes and, and go to bed. But Rowdy had said something. I think it was Tuesday you had said this, Rowdy, because we were just in the grips. Monday was spent four hours just going ballistic about what had happened. Uh, I don't like the malice of the Chiefs Palace. The chaos at the coal. What did you say, RJ? The kerfuffle at the coal? The the coal kerfuffle? Kerfuffle at the coal. So a little dust up, right, at the coal center with uh, Juwan Howard, Greg Gard, Joe Krabenhoff, and everyone else in between. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Monday was dedicated to just trying to decipher all that and – and people scream in one way or the other. It was a very entertaining Monday show. And then Tuesday, Rowdy, you had said something because the apology came out from Juwan Howard uh, where he called Joe Krabenhoff, Joel Krabenhoff, and the suspensions were you know $40,000 for uh, Juwan Howard, five games. Greg Gard got $10,000, and then obviously the uh, player suspensions for one game. And Rowdy, you had mentioned something about Gardo, and you said what about Gard? Well, basically, Ooh, my bad. Well, basically with Greg Gard and all that, occurred you had a lot of in my opinion crazy takes very about crazy. how you know a guard shouldn't be able to get away with murder to <laughs> assault to that's assault uh, brother you know all over the board when he barely grabbed Jawan Howard's arm and it's just like a lot of other people's handshakes where they go yeah. hand Don't and you touch elbow me. I thought it was outrageous and people, you know, calling for all this stuff for Greg guard. And then when you hear all that stuff, you watch it happen. It's like, if Greg guard comes out and apologizes, I'll lose a lot of respect. <laughs> it's like, what do, what do you see? You put him back up on Mount notice if you were to. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, and Gardo, on. Gardo's on the, like, listen, I, I know guard listens. Cause everyone listens to this show. Uh, we have a very steadfast thing here. We don't apologize. It's not happening. And the other thing, I did have one a month, but I stopped doing that too. The other thing for me is, of all the people since Greg Gard took over, I've been pretty tough on Greg Gard in his tenure and some of the seasons I thought they had or the talent that I thought he had. And this year, I came out and I think it was probably in January where I said, you know what, I think this is definitely Greg Gard's best year as a coach at Wisconsin. Like this is by far his best year. I've always been a Gardo guy. 
Day one. I, I couldn't have him come out and apologize after this. I've always been a guard guy. I was uh, always uh, kept my guard up. Guard we trust. Guard up. And there was the same vein for me as Rowdy. It's like, great guard. Like, $10,000. I knew, like, something would happen, and I'm sure it would have been a fine. Wisconsin ended up paying the fine. Chris McIntosh did. He said it's a Wisconsin fine, not a guard fine. And I was like, Gardo, don't, don't apologize. In my opinion, you did nothing wrong. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. And then guard, after the game last night, was asked, hey, would you have done anything differently? following, you know, the handshake that ensued and then, well, the lack of handshake and then everything else that, you know, went down. Greg Gard was asked that. Greg Gard had this to say. Take a listen. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, I just appreciate the support that appeared immediately from Chris McIntosh and our administration for our student-athletes, first and foremost, for our staff, and for everybody involved with that. I just, uh, Chris and his staff have been terrific and very supportive consistently i mean immediately uh that day and i really appreciate that what an answer from greg guard that's ultimate high road that's like i'm not gonna say yes i'm not gonna say no i'm just gonna say hey chris mcintosh thanks for having my back the players thanks for having my back we're just gonna move on we're gonna move forward greg guard greg guard is like unshakable this dude you can't phase greg guard i think guard calm cool collected what does john rothstein call him rowdy Silent assassin. The silent assassin. Gregory Guard, Cobb, Wisconsin. I love it. Uh, Gardo, this, this was like the closest thing that Greg Guard would say to like the Conor McGregor. I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Like that's as close as Greg Guard's going to come to that. <laughs> Man, could you imagine if the body of Greg Guard, but the voice and trash talking ability of Conor McGregor? Oh, it'd be incredible. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, if if that who, who, was who is this guy. If that was true, if that, if that was true, I don't think Jawan Howard would have slapped Joe Krabenhoff. No, no, the the body, the exact body of Greg Gard. Everything's the same, like appearance wise of Greg Gard, but he's got the mind of Conor McGregor when it comes to trash talking and the voice. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Who's this guy? What? I don't think they Come get. Come shake my hand. I don't think they get. Sepa- I don't think they get separated to where Jawan Howard's taking a strike at Krabenhoff. I think he's just going right for Gard right away. What's Jawan Howard? I would love to see Gard just. In the Conor McGregor vernacular and, and, and accent, talking smack. It would be incredible. Uh, Gardo did have a little more to say, though, about putting the incident behind him, which I think everyone should do. It's, to me, it's just, it's, just, it's just the heat of the moment of a basketball game. People wanted to make it about societal issues. No, it's, it's literally a basket. I've been to many basketball games. Uh, my brother was in AAU, and if you want to see some heated exchanges that escalate very quickly... Go to an AAU basketball tournament and watch parents in the stands lose their minds. Oh, yeah. it, it quickly no longer is about basketball, and it's, it fast evolves into something yeah. that's just the seedy underbelly of society, which is parents <laughs> in the stands. Well, that's because there's a lot of McDonald's bags in AAU basketball. Yeah. That is tough. What happened on Sunday, not really much anything. Not tough. Here's more from Guard about putting the incident behind them. I mean, we put it behind us. You know, they understood. They were... Um, you know, they saw everything. So we just needed to focus on next and, and get ready for the next game. And I thought our guys did a good job of that, of, of moving on to next and, and preparing for Minnesota. That's all you can do. I mean, that's 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 the motto of all the Wisconsin sports teams. Like when the Bucks were uh, going on to win the championship, and now I know guard says it like every game practice, sort of the players, that it's all one day at a time. It's like you're in recovery. One day at a time, you know, take it minute by minute, hour by hour. 
day by day, game by game, practice by practice. Garo talks about the, well, the game itself. And uh, let's see here. No Johnny Davis for the final couple of minutes, right, boys? He was followed up with, like, what, two minutes, 35 seconds left? He was out. He got two fouls in 15 seconds, the fourth and the fifth. Done. Uh, but guard says uh, what they did without Johnny Davis in the final minutes is what good teams do. It's just what good teams do. They find a way when it doesn't always go as scripted. And, and a lot tonight didn't go as scripted. And that's life in this league against teams that are very competitive and on the road. Um, so you just continue to, to find a way. And this group does that well. I think that's a good quote there, Rowdy, from the Twitter poll we have going on. Does it upset you if your team wins but doesn't cover the spread in an ugly game? Uh, right now, and you can phone it in, 608-321-1670, vote at Zone Madison. 75% early return saying Noah wins a win in this one. I like I like Guard's answer for that. I think that fits nicely. Yeah. Obviously, Guard didn't have money on See, it. See, I think we should have specified <laughs> you, we should have specified you have to have skin in the game. <laughs> nah, that is true. I can delete it and start over. Yeah. Just because it's easy to say if you don't have any skin in the game, yeah, win's a win. But if you do, it means a little bit more to be like, yeah, they won whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, it's a big difference. Okay, we got a couple coming in. Our guy Sports Pat says good teams win, great teams cover. That's a valid point. Right? Pat's not wrong. I, but Sports Pat, I do believe you took Minnesota plus five. Oh. So, so are you saying well, Minnesota's, that's, that's a, great Minnesota's a great team? That's what he's saying. He's betting on the great team. But also a Badgers <laughs> fan. Uh, our guy Timothy, what's up, Tim? He says, I took the spread. And I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> I think the guy Full Dog's not too happy either, is he? No. Full he's dog, not happy. If you're in your excavator right now, find a junky car and just ram ah. through it. Show that, take your anger out on someone's beater. Uh, let's see here. But, the, I mean, that's a great example of what should have happened last night. Yeah. Wisconsin should have been the excavator. <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota was the, car. the dumpy car. <laughs> you just... <laughs> Uh, more from Gardo. He talks about now. You said something about the offensive or the boards, the rebounds, right, Rowdy? They doubled them up. They literally grabbed every rebound. How? How can you have thirty-eight rebounds to Minnesota's nineteen, but a team that doesn't turn the basketball over in Wisconsin has four more turnovers than their average, and Minnesota only has six? Well, here's Gard on grabbing so many offensive boards. Yeah, there's always it's hustle opportunities, you know. And Tyler in this actually had six according to my stat sheet, but he, uh, you know, just effort plays, you know, you can talk about technique and rebounding and those type of things, but a lot of it comes down to effort. And those two guys, I thought, you know, did a great job with, with the effort part of it. Uh, And those ones that Tyler came up with were big for us to extend possessions uh, as we came down the stretch. So there's, there's a little answer. (laughs) Just got another message in here. Fuller. No, from uh, from Burnsy. Oh, Burnsy. I absolutely hammered the Badgers last night, <laughs> and I am hating Chucky Hepburn right now. How do you go one for five and miss the last three in a game that still isn't on ice? <laughs> That's funny, man. Can't agree more with those statements. Sorry, Burnsy. Not agree. Sorry, Burnsy. Uh, let's see here. Now, do you? Th- okay, let me ask you this: If Johnny Davis, who never gets any calls, I don't know why Johnny Davis, who's a superstar, never gets any calls. If Johnny Davis doesn't get the fourth and the fifth in 15 seconds in the final, like, two minutes, do you think the Badgers then cover? If Johnny Davis is in the game? I think it's still a coin yeah, flip. Yeah, I'd say no. But my biggest thing that I think really allowed that game to stay close was the the ref show. It was the ref show in the second half. It was. How do, really stunk. The, how do the Wisconsin Badgers, a team that... It's top in the conference. Yeah. <laughs> 
one of the top teams in the country when it comes to to turnovers Mm -hmm. and when it comes to lack of fouls. Right. How do they all of a sudden... Seven fouls in six minutes. Exactly. You already are put... You put Minnesota in the bonus less than seven minutes into the second half. They were in the double bonus less than 10 minutes Mm -hmm. into the second half. They played the entire last half of the of the of the game in the bonus i don't understand why refs can't let a game breathe like why do you have to make it about yourself but then at the same time you watch johnny davis go down and get fouled and he can't get a foul yeah Yeah. how it was literally every time down the court for like the first 10 minutes of the of the second half they were blowing a whistle for like someone who barely was touching it oh he he breathed on him wrong uh halitosis there was one where i think chucky hepburn barely like barely grazed like a shoulder while he was like running by and they called a foul. Yeah. It was like, well, geez, I, how much, how much plus five did they got? Do you think up? they do makeup stuff? Cause there's only five fo- be real. Good point. Cause the Badgers had some fouls to give at the end of the first half, five fouls on UW the entire first half. Do you think they would look at that? The refs would have to like, Oh, we got to We got to We can't be doing this. Yeah. That's oh, too, sorry, that's everybody. Too, that's too few. We got to do more. My bad, guys. Well, the thing with like Minnesota is like they weren't really doing anything to draw fouls on Wisconsin. In the first half, they were taking a lot of jump shots. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they happened to be hitting a lot of them. Yeah. What was it? Stevens and yeah, Battle. Stevens was balling. They yeah. literally were chucking up threes at the end of, of the shot clock. Yeah. And they were tough shots. That's, and all of a sudden, oof. they're swishes. Yeah. Got it. Uh, this is funny. Our guy, Zach Halpern, who's going to join us at 9 o'clock today, our sports director. Uh, last night, he had tweeted out during the handshake line, man, that handshake line was pretty physical. It a lot was. of touching. And our guy, JD and MSN, uh, replied back, says, any elbows injured? Yeah. <laughs> and he was, and his elbow get grabbed, and they had to, like, feign an injury. We were talking about some of the refereeing, and I don't even know how we forgot about this, but B-Rail brings it up. Oh, yeah, dude. The freaking blocking charge on, what, what was that? on Brad Davison, where he literally got forearm shoved down to the ground. Should have done that. Like I should have stayed there because that was like a pretty pivotal point of the game where it was like, okay, they can make a little bit of a run here, or Minnesota's going to tighten it up. Yeah, and you see the whistle blow, and you see like the ref starting to like his do his like foul motion, and you're like, ah, there we go, ah, thinking charge. it's like clearly a charge, yeah. and then you see him go with the block. Like what? What game are you watching? Or how about this one? The tie-up where there was no tie-up. Dude, there were a couple of those. Yeah. Like, the Minnesota player never even had his hand on the basketball. Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those where... And that took a basket off of Did you guys see before the yeah. game they were practicing diving off the court? Because it's yeah. an elevated court. The... Uh, I was watching it on. Um, They've been doing that for like a long yeah. time. Yeah, well, and that it's that, just funny that you practice that. That is also a lower. Like, how was that guy? The uh, lower, higher. They lowered the court, so yeah. it's a less of a fall now. It's like, all right, boys. Uh, first thing I practice, falling off the court. Line up. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, you don't want to get hurt, right? No. Live from the WOZN studios. Breaking news, kind of. Coming off of Twitter, Deanna Rossini says, "Aaron, four minutes ago, Aaron Rodgers will be informing the Packers of his decision soon." <laughs> per Man, she broke the hell out. You of really that broke news. that, Deanna. Uh, I'm told there are multiple teams with offers on the table, but of course, nothing can happen until the Green Bay Packers allow a trade. Oh, Deanna, you broke it down and broke it down well. It's something that we've been talking about literally since. The Packers got beat by the Niners at Lambeau Field in the playoffs. I honestly haven't been 
I haven't been blown away by breaking news like this probably since last week when I saw a lot of people breaking the fact that if the Packers could somehow sign Devondre Campbell, it'd be a huge bonus for their team. What? That is a groundbreaking take, Rowdy. That's that's some riveting, riveting. You mean to tell me that the Packers, it would behoove them to sign their guy who was an all-pro, led them in tackles, and was just a phenom in the middle of that defense? That that was the, wow, I never would Those have Those people that. were also hoping that Rasul Douglas could get signed because that would be a big boost to the secondary as well. I never would have thought that. Hey, that's some high-level thinking, Ebo. Man, I never, I never would have thought that that would be a good idea to do for the Packers. Most that's, people only dream of reaching that uh, that sort of uh, mind activity. Man, and this this riveting breaking news that Aaron Rodgers will be informing the Packers of a decision soon. Oh, I'd never heard that before. Well, there Damn, is a, that's there, crazy. Yeah, there is a date out there. Wow. It's March 16th, Whoa. so I guess we got 20 days. Damn, the, these blue check marks are really breaking it down. I'm not smart enough to understand the ins and outs of all this. Like, I never would have guessed that Aaron Rodgers would be informing the Packers of a decision sooner rather than later. I never would have. I never would have put two and two together. But thank God that I have these people from ESPN to tell me so. Otherwise, Rowdy, I would have been like a lost little puppy. I also do enjoy the fact that there are a lot of people out there that think it's a done deal that if if he wants to be traded, he's traded. (laughs) That's not true. Yeah. There's not a no trade clause. No, I'm saying like. If he wanted to be traded, that doesn't mean he's still getting traded. No. He's under contract with the Packers yeah. for at least one more season. Yeah. If the Packers say, boo-hoo, go cry in the corner, you're playing for us this year, we'll figure out how to get under the cap. <laughs> That's it. He's a Packer. So the Packers, before we had this groundbreaking news of Aaron Rodgers, I guess going to be giving his decision sooner than later, according to league sources. Wow, that's crazy. So I've never even heard Rodgers say that. And all the times at the podium, he'd never once mentioned that. He'd be having a decision soon. Wow. Uh, the Packers did, though, create $3.08 million in cap space by converting $3.85 million of uh, Aaron Jones, the running back's 2022 compensation to a signing bonus and adding two void years per source. And the Packers now have created nearly $14 million cap space. Rowdy, so Brian Gutekunst is on the podium yesterday. Um, and here's something that else is crazy. I can't believe that uh, an entity that has some kind of position of power were to get on a podium in front of the media and the media would expect that entity to give them the straight shooter, legit, full truth answer. Uh, apparently, a lot of these blue check marks on Twitter yesterday were you know, surprised by the fact that Brian Gutekunst had half-truths and just outright lies. Like the one lie that Amari Rogers was really good at returning punts and kickoffs. <laughs> Did yeah. you hear that one? <laughs> like, no, I didn't. I heard I heard clips here and there of Goody and like the gists of what it was about. But no, that's a that's a good nugget. That is a that's a delicious little nugget. I uh, had the pleasure of sitting through the entire press conference of Brian Gutekunst, and let's just say there was a lot of tasty nuggets in there. <laughs> Amari Rogers was a great return guy. <laughs> Uh, I'll do, give you a quick synopsis. Uh, Gutekunst was not willing to talk hypotheticals of whether he would trade Rodgers and if that was what the quarterback wanted. Said, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Now, if blue check marks got the real truth that I guess they say they would be seeking for but really aren't, mm-hmm. this would be Gutekunst about Amari Rodgers. Well... Amari was terrible last year on punt and kick. I unfortunately used a third round pick. And normally if this was a guy that played to this level, 
we probably would let him go, but he was my third round pick and we actually have uh, guaranteed money still due to him for the next year. And we're kind of, if you looked at our, our salary cap and our current roster situation, we're kind of in a, a little bit of a, a, a hell. I can't just cut I just can't him do that. I because can't. he's one of the few receivers I still have under contract. Instead, Rowdy, I think I have the uh, correct clip here. Plus, just this little nugget. You do know that he's close with Randall Cobb, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to have some mentoring from Randall. We're going to see a big jump in year two. So, let's, <laughs> let's that say... That would be his honest. Let's say Goody came out there with the honest press conference. Yeah, Amari Rogers should have cut him, couldn't, draft him third round, really stunk it up. What do you think the blue checkmark brigade would say then? On Twitter. Oh my God, how dare Brian Gutekunst do this, this, and this? Yeah. Uh, I can't believe he I can't believe he talked about Amari Rogers like that. Yeah. Instead he gave this answer right here. Uh, it didn't really affect our outlook. I think obviously, you know, Amari as a returner did a pretty nice job for us last year for you know first year returner. Oofta. Um, and we're excited where he goes. Um, I think the he didn't get a lot of opportunities as a receiver. Um, you know, and I think that was that was disappointing, I think, for him. But um, you know, he we couldn't ask more for his work ethic, the way he approached it. Um, and I think those opportunities will grow in the second season. Lie, lie, lie. Hey, but that's fine. That's fine. If it's, only Aaron Rodgers will be uh, chastised for, quote-unquote, lying on the podium. Liar. All right, Rowdy, but uh, let's see. Uh, Brandon Gutekunst also said this. Uh, Gutekunst said the hire of Tom Clements as quarterback's coach was not something done to get Rodgers to return. But the team did give Rodgers a say in the decision. Goody again said, bringing Tom Clements who was two years retired back to coach with Rogers was not something done to get Aaron back. Yeah. Think about this. But they like, let him have a say in it. The business you work for. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is a very valuable employee and he's pretty, pretty high up there in the ranks, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he comes to you and says, Hey, I think we should hire this guy. I really like him. <laughs> and this is an employee that's been very good for you for over a decade. And you're letting him get a little more run here and there. And he finally comes up and, and he sticks his neck out for this guy. And you kind of want to please him because he's been a little upset with you lately. Yeah. And then you go and say, no, we actually didn't bring this guy in. It wasn't necessarily for this guy. He's going to be a great asset. Yeah. For Okay. Yeah, whatever. All right, so, Rowdy, give me the honest Brian Gutekunst on the podium about Tom Clements. So, like I said, we're kind of in cap hell right now, and Aaron Rodgers is a big reason for that. He really loves uh, Tom Clemens. He he was with him for over a decade. You know, we think it would be a great fit trying to get Aaron back. This is uh, one of our strategies to uh, make sure he comes back and, and we get under this cap. And, and, oh, yeah, by the way, he is pretty good at what he does. Yeah. Okay, well, here's what Gutekunz actually said. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't characterize it like that. I think this it's, it's an example of how Aaron is part of the conversation of things that do affect his job, though. You know, I think him and Matt, and I don't. And that's really better. Probably a better question for Matt because obviously he was the one doing the hiring. But Tom Clements, I mean, you know, I, I had had the opportunity to be around him in the past, obviously, and he's a you know he's an excellent football coach, whether Aaron was here or not. Um, what he's accomplished accomplished in this league and the way he's developed quarterbacks is, is impressive. So, um, but certainly, I mean, that decision, I mean, that Aaron's impact in that decision was, I mean, that, that's, that's part of the conversations that he's not, you know, as part of what it would have been probably anyway, but um, we're excited to have him back and see how he kind of affects that group. 
Does he just he's got the art of saying nothing. <laughs> For, forgot to mention that Tom Clemens was happily retired, living <laughs> retirement life. Two years. For multiple years and yeah, he just really thought at the age of 68 he had a lot left in the tank. And yeah, we thought we could uh, develop Jordan Love with yeah, him. Yeah, he was really ready to get in there and work with Jordan Love after seeing his <laughs> video where he threw it into the ground when attempting to throw it at the net. Oh, my God. It's the, 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 he's, it's so funny watching, like, the big-time reporters who think they're smarter and better than everyone else, like, just losing their minds that they're not getting a legit answer. It's like, th- is this your first rodeo covering the Packers? Whatever someone's on the podium... They're lying through their teeth, or they're not. Or they're he did half say truths. he did say one thing that was pretty honest, without straight up coming out and saying it. And that would be Zadarius Smith. He's really not coming back. <laughs> yeah, Zadarius Smith is on his way out. Um, I have th- I have forty clips from Brian Gutekunst yesterday. Uh, they did they didn't really talk too much about Zadarius Smith, but there was a little nugget in there. Uh, they do talk about trade scenarios, though, Rowdy, saying Gutekunst was not willing to talk hypotheticals of whether he would trade Rodgers if that was what the quarterback wanted or not. And, you know, he's not going to say like, Then you give away some of your hand, right? Uh, let's see here. Despite recent playoff losses, Gutekunst doesn't think that they are missing anything as a team. He believes they just need to play better when it matters most, including Aaron Rodgers. So that's, I mean, that was a good one. I was listening to that. I won't, he was somewhat truthful about that. Uh, but the funniest thing about it was that if I could find it, Rowdy, uh, he essentially on special teams was saying that they're not going to do too much different than last year. They're just kind of going to stick with what they got going. Ah, good Lord. I got to find uh, the clip. There's so okay. many freaking clips. When you, really, when you really, really, really think about it for how bad their special teams were under Mo Drayton, <sighs> Mason Crosby overall was solid. If you can get the exact same season you got from Mason Crosby last year, you're going to take it. Yeah. And the the kickoffs, for the most part, with Mason Crosby, solid. The biggest problem was your your protection, right? It terrible. Was the left side of the punt team it was, was the left side of the uh, field goal extra point team. I didn't think that the the kickoff coverage teams were that bad. It's not like they were they were great, but it wasn't like oh my god, they you were so that, bad. You the Bears game, right? But the. Ret- if you could literally just sure up the line so no one gets gets like, through like against the Niners half the time and you just got one quality return guy and then you added a a good solid coach at the special teams. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna see a huge improvement. Huge. Well, okay, how about this for improvement? So Goody was like basically saying, like, yeah, we're 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 good on special teams. You, you know, can't we're not gonna tell change me too that much. he wouldn't want to bring in at least one good return guy. Like well, Tony, you heard him say it. Amari Rogers that was that great for him. Yeah, Brian Gutekun said it on the podium. He said he did great. Like let's not get it twisted. Amari Rogers. Tyler Irvin was no Devin Hester, <laughs> but he made that team go from pretty much dead last to like second to last the other year, and it was purely just him. Uh, do yeah. you think Tyler Irvin is some special teams wizard? Well, I agree with you. He's no Devin Hester. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's, not, he's not Dante Hall. He's not anything close to that. Well, give, give me he like was his, just an able body. Can I just get like a, a fourth of Devin Hester in his body somehow? Like, can I, get, can I get a little Devin Hester? Just a touch? How about this? How about development on this route team? He just does, give, me, give me Alan Rossum. He does, he does talk about Jordan Love's development. Speaking of development. You want to hear what Goody had to say about Jordan Love? Can't wait. I'm sure it'll be riveting. 
Well, I mean, he's nothing but truthful on the podium. We already know that. I thought, you know, I thought last spring was a really good period of time for him to kind of like, you know, have the, all the reps to himself and go through. I think um, obviously during the NFL season, it's tough as a backup quarterback um, with the way we do things nowadays to develop. But at the same time, I thought he made some really good strides. Um, and really excited to kind of see where he goes from here. You know what I mean? I think uh, yeah, trade uh, obviously I'm sure he would like you know, for some things to have been different in the games that he did play, but um, I thought there were some really positive signs throughout the year, especially in the spring. Like what? Can you play the very first part of that again when he's talking about uh, quarterback development? I thought, you know, I thought last spring was a really good period of time for him to kind of like, you know, have the, all the reps to himself and go through. I think um, obviously during the NFL season, it's tough as a backup quarterback um, with the way we do things nowadays to develop. But at the same time, I thought he made some really good strides um, and really excited to kind of see where he goes from here. You know what I mean? I think uh, uh, obviously I'm sure he would like. Like I, I get what he's saying to a point like, yeah, it was nice for him to have like. Uh, he looked good season. in spring without any pads on. Yeah, it was nice for him to have a legit off season because he didn't have that COVID thing. But you but talk about when he played in the regular. You talk season. about the normal development for quarterbacks these days. What is it, especially if you draft in the first round? It's literally like you're starting right away. Starting yeah. for the most part, you're a starting quarterback. The majority of quarterbacks drafted, especially in the first round, they're starting, and it's normally within six games into the season. You're you're thrown into the fire, yep. and it's sink or swim. <laughs> well, not many guys get to sit for two years, potentially three years now, like the Aaron Rodgers did. You know what, Rowdy? Jordan loved me. You see the movie Titanic when uh, Kate Winslet Rose is on the big door after the Titanic is sunk, and Jack Leonardo DiCaprio is hanging on in the water. Aaron Rodgers is Rose on the door that's floating, you know, not in the cold water and Jordan loves hanging on and he's about to let go and just waste away into nothing. That's that's what I take it as. Well, see, you can't come down on, on just specifically Jordan love and by himself, because there is a point to like, I understand where maybe his growth has been limited due to the pandemic, the lack of practices, the lack of reps, the lack of training camps in the last two years the lack of time he was able to play in the preseason but that that you can only take that so far until you get to a certain point in a player's career and be like dude it's kind of on you at this point you know what i mean i like, think it's on love you're either going to be a, a starting quarterback in the nfl or you just don't have it i would have, i wish the someone could have the cojones to ask brian good hey brian you traded up to get jordan love you pissed off your quarterback so much you want to win two mvps Number one team in the league. How does it feel to waste that draft pick? Like, what, what would your year thing be for Jordan Love? Because, Ow. okay, for the first year, he wasn't able to do all the offseason practices, had limited practice, whatever. He had hardly any preseason. This year, he played in two preseason games, and he started to get that offseason in the practice. I feel like by next year, through that preseason, that would be the true year where you would know if love is ready or not. Yeah, we'll see. Like, like you can't give him any more time than that. No, it's, it's just not going to happen. You're just about done with the guy. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Rob Reichel joining us. Robbie! What's happening, Robbie? How are we doing, buddy? Well, a lot of, well, I mean... 
Well, to take a small bank loan just to fill up with gas pretty soon here. Uh, you know, World War Three on the uh, on the verge. But I was I was going to say the, the world's in disarray. But yet we'll talk about this knucklehead quarterback who can't. Hey 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 hey! Not knucklehead quarterback, Robbie. Hey now, hey hey. <laughs> Hey, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media joining us right now. Uh, Robbie, I am doing good despite the world, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. That's fine. I can put my blinders on and be distracted by some sports and your amazing takes and ravishing good looks. So, Rob, uh, real quick, on this podium, you know, Brian Gutekunst steps up there. Does anyone, and you've done this for a long time, do you ever expect him to tell the truth of what's actually going on in Green Bay? No, I, I, but I wouldn't say that. But I wouldn't say at the same point in time, even though they're bold-faced lies. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Um, he, he, he's nice enough at times, I guess, if you want to use that term, or he's clever enough to say we're not going to go down the road of hypotheticals when yeah. when A is kind of broached with them, or B, or C, or D, or or what what have you, a certain scenario with with Rogers or Adams or or this or that. Um, no, you know, to your initial question, Evo, he's, he's not going to stand <laughs> up there and be overly honest with, with how that relationship is and where, and where they're at. And if he's scared, you know, that, that Rogers is actually gone, that they've obviously made every move possible yeah. from, from their camp to bring this guy back. And, and now they'll sit and wait. And, you know, I would have to think Evo, what are we at here? February 24th. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine this drags out. I, I guess it could. But I, I'd be surprised, Evo, if it drags on more than another, you know, seven to ten days so, um, as, as, as we get closer and closer to the new year. The, the Green, Green Bay's just got way too many dominoes in play right now um, that they'll have to make decisions on. And they can't go ahead and make some of those decisions, Evo, until Rodgers gives them some kind well, of clarity. Rowdy had brought up a good point here. It's like we, we get one a day now. Yesterday it was Kenny Clark with the restructuring. Today is Aaron Jones. And Rowdy, you had said, like, who's, who's next? Yeah, who's who's next? Is it going to be Bakhtiari, Rob, Crosby, or Rodgers? Those are the only three real contracts out there that are restructurable. Well... I think there's got to be a real reservation, guys, on somebody like Bakhtiari where you just don't know enough but right about about the knee. They, they've done two extremely healthy guys here in in the in the past two days. But but I mean, guys, just just consider this this for a second. All right, all right. The 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 dead money. Let's just say Kenny Clark. Some and, and this is the worst case scenario. Suffers some kind of career-ending injury this year. His dead money next year now, guys, is $21 million. And his dead money in 2024, I'm just jumping to that, is $13 million. I mean, you are, you are taking such remarkable risks, kicking this money down the can, which, which uh, are, you know, kind of, kind of kicking the can down the road with this money. That it's, it's clearly, guys, what they're doing and what they're going to do with some of these contracts. And, and you're both probably right. They're going to run the risk and do it next on David Bakhtiari. But what if Bakhtiari comes back next year, guys, and he's just, I mean, he, he by that point in time, guys, he'll have missed 21 months. Yeah. Really? I mean, he'll, he'll play 25 snaps in that in that Lions game, I guess, in, in week 17. But the better part, guys, of a year and three quarters, if he's not the same guy, if, if he's not the dominant left tackle that, that he once was, and you kicked all that money again down the road, I mean, guys, it's going to be very hard for them to compete in 2023, 2024, 
2025, you know, when, when some of these contracts, some point in time, guys, you got to pay your credit card bill. And, and that's what they're doing here. You know, they're, 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 you know, they're paying the bare minimum on these, on these credit cards. They keep taking out new cards, right? They've already got a Visa and a MasterCard and they're, and they're, and they're going to go get their new diner's card now or whatever. That's diners what they're doing card. here, guys. All that money is getting, getting booted down the road. And, and there's going to come a point in time, you know, where Fiesel says, all right, Brian, go to coast. Your money is due. No, I, I like and, Diners and Club. Let's go Diners Club. I like that. Yeah, or, or Diners Club. Thanks, Evo. Uh, Rob, so, I heard yeah, that I mean, they were planning on. Incredible risk. I mean, like, like you said, Nelly, these, these are guys that, that, I mean, there's still a handful out there. They're, they're going to get done and touch. My guess is still they just move on from Zedarius. Yeah. They probably re, they probably redo Preston. That that's gonna you know that that's gonna free up a lot of money. Uh, Bakhtiari would free up a lot of money. But but again, guys, there's such incredible risk to this. Um, not just this year. If Rogers eventually says, "Hey, I, I want to go to Denver. I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Pittsburgh. Whatever the story is." But even if he comes back, guys. I, I'm still not sold that this is a Super Bowl team like Brian Gutekunst tried to convince everybody yesterday. And then, guys, when that bill comes due in a year or two or three, depending on however they structure various <laughs> contracts, you're setting yourself up down the road, guys, just to not be overly competitive. Rob, maybe I'm old school, but I like, you know, not carrying a balance on my credit card. I only have one credit card. I like not carrying a balance. And, you know, just and if I do it, not paying the minimum you know, payment. That's that's not that's not good finance, Robbie. No, I, I'm with Ebo. I do the same thing. My wife and I have paid cash for cars since. Uh, I was gonna say, you if know, you can't afford it, like you know, for the most part, don't. Just, buy. Since day one, just to avoid those interest payments, it's it's not how I like to operate, Ebo. In in my personal life, it's Brian Gutekunst is clearly taking a chance. I mean, Ebo, anybody out there, if, you know, if if this goes through again and they get under the cap and bring back Adams and Rogers and keep the overwhelming majority of guys like they did last year by booting all this money down the street, Packer Nation cannot tell you that they did not go all in. This is their way of going all in. They're yeah. trying to get it done right now. Gutekunst thinks he still has a championship-level roster. I tend to disagree with him because they, they continue to fail uh, in the most important times, which is obviously you know the, the playoffs. Back-to-back you know seasons of, of home losses in, in the playoffs tells me – Guys, that I, I just, you know, I, uh, that, guys, that's where legacies are made. That's where, you know, that that, that that's what we we remember about football teams. Not thirteen and three, not thirteen and four, like the last two Green Bay teams have been. What what have you done in the postseason? And and guys, you've got an aging quarterback. Will be thirty nine next year when the postseason arrives. Um, you know, he, he he hasn't won an NFC championship, much less a Super Bowl, guys, mm. in twelve years. Mm. By the time. By the time we get to next year's playoffs, and you are going all in, you are, you know, I get it, he's the MVP, um, but but you are hitching your way into that horse, and that horse has not won you a postseason war that really matters, guys, in 12 years. So, I mean, that whatever, that's the path Brian Gutekunst is taking. It's remarkably risky, guys, and um, you know, I, I would have started, I would rip the bandaid off after that loss. Like you guys know this, after that loss to San Francisco and moved on to the next chapter of Packer football. But but he's trying to load this thing up for one more goal with this group. And, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out, guys. Rob Reichel, our MVP, our habitual winner, joining us right now, Forbes.com. Yeah, Rowdy? Real quick, Rob. So, obviously, it looks like they're going to continue to kick the can down the road. They're going to try and bring back Aaron Rodgers. 
Do you think they could continue to do this for more than one more season? Well, or I, I'm sorry, Nelly. I, I'll be honest. I thought, I thought the end point of them doing this was, was last year. And and what they're obviously banking on, two guys, is that the cap continues to take dramatic jumps. So yeah. So if a guy like, let's just say Bakhtiari doesn't pan out, and after this year, you know, it, it, it's clear that 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 he will never be the same, and he will not be that dominant left tackle, and they decide to eat that money. You know, and now the salary cap guys, let's just say jumps. It's going to be 210, you know, 212 range. I think this year it was, what, 180-ish last year. So it took a big jump. Let's say, guys, it's 240, 250 a year or two down the road, and they have to eat 18 million or 20 million of David Bogdari. It won't hurt them to that level that it would have two seasons ago, Nelly, you know, where uh, when the cap was 175 million, you're talking, what, one ninth of the cap would have been Bakhtiari's dead money, 11%. You kick that down the road now, Nelly, and the cap is $25 million, or I'm sorry, $250 million, yeah. and, and Bakhtiari has a $20 million hit on dead money. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking that's only 8%, Nelly. So, I, I mean, I, I guess you never say never. I, I would think it's, it's they give it a go with this. By, by that point, guys, Jordan Love is three years in. <laughs> um, my guess is by... By that point, they'll be, they'll only be either traded him or uh, you know done something in, 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 in with his particular situation. But um, I, I, I guess Nelly, to answer your question, my, my guess is they is they give it a go one more year with this large run it back, of players. Run it back. And, and, and that would be it. Rob, Rob it I feel like with COVID obviously hitting, we always talk about windows, especially in baseball when you're a small market team with the Brewers. It just appears that COVID just really, really hurt Green Bay's window here, especially if they did want Aaron Rodgers to come back for one, two, three more seasons. Yeah, Goody said that on the podium yesterday as such, right? COVID is one of the issues of why they're in this too, kind of, right? Well, it is from a financial standpoint, yeah. guys. But, yeah, because so you can't blame you can't blame COVID for the fact that Aaron Rodgers well, hang on. threw a touchdown pass. Hang on, Robbie. Was, hang on a second. And, and, and he was. And, and he was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Evo. In 2020, in 2021, and into 2022, you can blame COVID on anything now, Robbie. You've heard, you've seen it. You've heard it. Hey, I got well, a flat tire. That's COVID's fault. Hey, you, you hey, can, but gas you, went you, up. You That's COVID's fault. You 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 can't blame uh, COVID on the fact that <laughs> that the two time MVP um, has, has had back to back and really guys uh, a decade. Of, I, if of, you of give me a little bit, Rob, I can find a way. I'll find a way to figure out how to blame COVID for it. If you give me a they, second, they will. But, I mean, you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, that, that doesn't excuse the fact Green Bay's offense didn't score a touchdown the last nine times, guys. They touched the football in that in that divisional loss to San Francisco. It doesn't blame the fact that Matt LaFleur never fixed the special teams in, in 2021. And, and it wound up costing them, you know, a, a chance to go and, and win a Super Bowl. There's, there's that, at the end of the day, guys, <laughs> these guys had a window. It was 2020 and 2021 to, to go and win a Super Bowl, and they failed in both of them. And, and really, guys, they were able to be creative enough and do enough financially to, to get all the pieces in place. Like Brian Gutekunst said yesterday, he doesn't think there's one thing missing from this roster. 
Um, and it, it's the exact same roster, obviously, that Teddy put on the field six weeks ago against the San Francisco 49ers, and they couldn't get it done. So, guys, at the end of the day, there's nobody to blame other than the Packers themselves. This is not a COVID issue why they didn't win a Super Bowl in the last two years. This is an issue that they were complete. They were outplayed on their home field. Uh, in the playoffs by Tampa Bay and then San Francisco. Rob, you're not thinking left enough. It's totally a COVID issue, okay? <laughs> Ro- All right, I got it. Rodgers Rogers on the day of that Saturday game against the Niners was forced to wear a mask because if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. They're, you know, COVID, right? So, therefore, his face wasn't ready for the cold gusts of wind. It wasn't prepared enough. So, as he got out there, he took his mask off. The wind made his face feel funny. Therefore, he couldn't see down the field properly uh, well enough and threw the ball bad there it is there COVID. you go that, that's quite the narrative it's covid's fault i just figured it out rob there you go I, sh- right. I should run thanks, on that platform thanks, thanks <laughs> or, or, or the fact aaron was so mentally drained right by being but poor poor aaron was just drained <laughs> mentally by being beat up for eight weeks for for not having been vaccinated by the you know by by the overall general media that that he just he, he was uh you know he, he, he was. Yeah, you got it. Was, you figured it out, Rob. You, you, got, it. Too you got it. Too impressed, Debo, to, to go out and. You figured it and out, Robbie. Are you a big combat sport guy? You a big combat sport guy? Not at all. <laughs> well, you know, well, you should know that uh, if you take a lot of body blows all season long, it's going to catch up with you in, in the late rounds, and all those media that's, body blows really just hit them hard. Yeah. There you go. So, that's, that's that's another narrative you can sell. Now. It just, it just happened to all hit them in the fourteenth round. Too bad they were playing fifteen. Rob, if you turn your brain off, well. <laughs> If you turn your, I was gonna say turn your brain off and think hard enough. That doesn't really. That's like an oxymoron. If you turn your brain off, Robbie, and just kind of sit there staring at a wall, you can figure out how COVID has affected you in all kinds of ways. that doesn't make any sense. It just works. Okay, I, I didn't make the rules. That's just the rules now. Rob, I should join us right now. Hey, Robbie, is Mason Crosby's time done, or what's the sign of this new kicker, this Eberly guy? Yeah, now, now keep in mind they already had a kicker on the roster that they like. You know, he, he, he obviously didn't kick last year. They kept him in the practice squad. Um, I, I would, I would think so. Um, Kudikuns yesterday kind of indicated he wants a, a championship level kicker on on this roster. You know, he, he anticipates how important that's going to be in big games and and things like that. But uh, you know, and, and again, that that's another contract where they can rework it, guys, and, and kick the money down the road. And and I'm, I'm sure it sits there right now in the top four or five on Russ Ball's desk that he's that he's trying to get done. Maybe. You know, like we said earlier, in addition to a Preston Smith or or an Adrian Amos or a Billy Turner and a Mason Crosby falls falls in that category as well. But I, guys, I don't. It, it just seems to me to be a perfect time to make a clean break from Crosby. He missed nine kicks. He, you know, he he he, he just he he wasn't himself. Um, his his kickoffs, guys, were fine. Um, we have an know, idea. He, he had the normal distance that he's always had. He likes to blame a snapper and his holder, and, 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 and they certainly were at fault for a lot of stuff last year. But, guys, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to rework that deal, but but at some point in time, the end comes for everybody, and it, it just kind of feels like the end might be here. Yeah, Rowdy's got an idea, Rob. Yeah, you think that Rodgers could take this as a slight where maybe Brian Gutekunst potentially <laughs> sitting on the fence here, placating to Jordan Love, getting his college kicker? Yeah. No, because every other move, every other move Nelly you have seen has been to play Kate Rogers. And, you know, I mean, I mean, everybody was elated. I think that Tom Clements, other than Aaron Rodgers, that is, everybody was elated that Tom Clements had retired and was out of football. That 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 that, that, that is not a popular man in in most uh, locker rooms or most cities. But he's Aaron's guy, 
You know, uh, I'll tell you right now, Nelly, if it wasn't for Aaron, Tom Clemens wouldn't uh, be the Green Bay Packer quarterback uh, coach today. All, all these other moves they're making, you know, are, are clearly centered, Nelly, at, at bringing 12 back. And I mean, you guys, you guys know my feeling on that. I, I just, yeah, you I, hate I, it. I, I love I, it, Rob. Bring it back. Make, I, make everyone squirm. Uh, another year. Of this, I think right? I'd be nervous if I was old Crosby. One, you're bringing in Jordan Love's kicker, and two, you didn't really get mentioned in any of the photos that uh, Rogers posted oh, when he came out yeah. of his uh, little cleanse there. Yeah, the hey Rob, you gonna do a cleanse that Rogers did? You gonna do some enemas and some uh, some therapeutic vomiting? Yeah, you know, I, I could stand to drop a few pounds, Evo. There's no question about that. I I, I don't know if we'll do the Rogers cleanse or not. It's it, it might be it might be something a little more traditional. Robbie, I think you might at least be able to hit half the halfway house of that cleanse, especially if they bring this team back together and they don't play well. I think you might be evacuating from at least one way. And then, Rob, eventually you got to take a colonoscopy too, as so you got the other way coming. Yeah, boy, <laughs> lots, lots to look forward to. With <laughs> yeah, Rob Reichel evacuates both ends. His colonoscopy scheduled the same day the Packers probably get bounced in the playoffs before the Super Bowl. When they when they give Rob his seat at the uh, stadium for games, they also give him a brown paper bag. <laughs> My God, did this show go south in a hurry today, huh? <laughs> Robbie, we love you, man. Um, I was going to ask you, Badger, real, real quick, how about the Badgers last night? Uh, should they have covered against Michigan or uh, Minnesota, excuse me, or was it a good win on the road? Any win on the road is a good win. I know Nelly. I know Nelly's fired up today. Oh, that yeah. they didn't. That they didn't win him as thirty-five dollars or whatever it was. But uh, it's fault. No, it, it, any road win is good, guys. I mean, keep this all in perspective. We all thought if we were talking a number four seed right back in back in November, we were talking a four seed in the NIT, right? Not not in the NCAA tournament. The fact that this group has five losses as we sit here at the end of February. Is absolutely remarkable, and I know it wasn't pretty last night. Now you got to keep in mind this team doesn't blow anybody out. You know that when they win games, it's by three, four, five points. So it's all, you're already making a, a, a very risky bet by uh, by putting your money on Bucky to cover five on the road against anybody. I I, I don't care if it's you know UW Waukesha County. That's a that, that you know that, that that's a big number when Bucky goes on the road. So no guys, I you know in, in, in the aftermath. I mean, of, of, of the of, of the Jawan Howard situation, right? I mean, you're, you're, touch you're him. Don't you touch him. Don't touch him. It's a midweek road game, um, and you find a way to pull it off. Good for them. Um, guys, 15, they get to 15 and 5. They're going to share the title, I think, when it's all said and done. So so two out of three from here, and, and, and I think everyone, everyone in Madison will be elated. Rob, if you were in front of me right now, I'd grab your elbow and shake your hand. We love you, Robbie. All right, buddy. Have a good day. See you, Robbie. There he is, Rob Reichel. ConleyMediaForbes.com. Rob Reichel on Twitter. That's our director, Zach Halpern. Good morning, Zach. Whether it's hell or heaven, it's going to be great. Whatever it is, I'm just glad I'm with you, baby. Yep. Mm -hmm. Accurate. (laughs) Uh, Rowdy's very upset today, Zach. Uh, Why? Oh, I know why. I know why. Well, take a guess. Let me guess. Not a big fan of Chucky Hepburn right now. He's one of them. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Do you, do you want the and Luke and Luke Lowy probably not too happy with Luke Lowy. He's a scrub. It's Brad Davison. But you uh, want to know why? Brad he's, Davison. Oh, but Brad Davison hit his free throws. Yeah, that's the only thing. He could that's do. the only thing he hit. Yeah, he's he's in a little bit of a funk right now. He's he's in the Johnny Davis funk that Johnny Davis went through. What's, Davi- what's, what's Brad right Davison now? shooting nine? Of he's one. like nine of his last forty six from three. 
Yeah, it hasn't been good. It's been a, it's been a rough uh, five games for him. So, Zach, right now you're doing like little pieces of why he's mad. You're missing the overall umbrella of it all. Uh, well, I mean, I know. I mean, yeah. He before he walked out of the office last night, he said Wisconsin uh, minus five easily. Yep, there it is. There it is. Very and I perturbed. And I said, today. Okay, and I said okay. Had Chucky Hepburn hit his free throws, <laughs> and had Luke Lowy not hit that three, you would have been money. <laughs> Well, Rowdy never hey. bets on the Badgers. Like he never does. It was a. It was. I was surprised yesterday when he did it, but I like the reasoning. You know, Minnesota's not you that like good, the, but yeah, but it's the Big Ten. It's Wisconsin. I mean, they've played how many uh, games within six points? Yeah, they have the most ever since like the three point line was introduced. Right? Is um, that not a game they, they could they have won. easily won by double digits? That happens every single game, Nelson. If you watch this team at all, they've they've. <laughs> They have been in positions where they should not be in close games, and yet they find themselves in close games for a variety of reasons. I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, okay. especially on the road, I would never, I would never bet this team. Well, Zach, uh, sixty-eight to sixty-seven, the win. Obviously, um, here's the history: thirteen-game winning streak in games decided by one or two possessions, six points or less. That's the yeah. longest such streak by any Division One team in a single season since the three-point line was adopted in eighty-six, eighty-seven. Yeah, it's insane. It is insane, and you would think it has to come back the other way uh, at some point. But my goodness, uh, right now, thirteen and one, and you said thirteen game winning streak. The only loss in that, the only loss that they have this year is Providence? the Providence game without yeah. Johnny Davis. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, Providence is pretty really, good really too. Good close games. Yeah, you Providence would think that good. their luck has to turn here at some point. Okay, um, well, let me ask you this: You're in this in this stretch here, thirteen game winning streak, six points or less. It, like Minnesota's not good, but you're on the road, right? In the big, it's Big Ten, so it's tough on the road. Is 13 game winning streak with six points or less? Is that a sign of a lucky team or a good team? I don't think you can be a, just a lucky team and win 13 in a row. I agree. Like, like you have to be somewhat good. You have to have the talent. You have to be capable of winning close games, and they've showed for the most part be able to you know do that. Every single time out. The one exception would be the, the Rutgers game. That game ended up being an eight-point game. I think it was obviously closer than that, um, but it allowed the streak to stay intact. But for the most part, they've had really great, good closing stretches, and, and almost all of them have been a result of Johnny Davis being the closer. And last night, that wasn't the case. So, you know, luck sometimes, but also pretty good. And last night, it was being pretty good because you get, did it without your best player. Yeah, so another thing that was on the chagrin of Rowdy was the uh, the referees at the end of the game there. Oh. Well, the second half, it became a ref show. Ugh, horrible. Ugh. Horrible. Ugh. And, it, it, and it, feels, it feels like that has been the case more often than not, that we're talking about officiating after games. And I don't, I don't think that that probably is a huge departure from, from previous years. But no, last night, last night, last night was just horrendous. Is it, um, is it me, or does Johnny Davis, who is a superstar doesn't get superstar calls? I don't know if he gets superstar calls or not. I think you probably would say no if you're a Badger fan, but then you can go and look at free throws that he shoots. And uh, I haven't looked after last night's game, but going into that one, no one had shot more free throws than him in the Big Ten. Oh, I mean, the, I mean, well, the offense runs through Johnny Davis, right? So you'd imagine right, if he's a, he gets to the rack, you'd imagine he'd be getting hacked. I, I think, yes, I think that there are a lot of calls that should go his way um, that don't. I don't think there are a lot of – he doesn't get a lot of touch fouls. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of cheap fouls that he gets. Uh, you, have to, you have to get him pretty good to get him uh, – to, to get them to call you on it. But 
he does shoot a ton of free throws. You mean like so, when someone like literally grabs your arm when you have a clear dunk? What would have been a showcase like yeah. slam a yeah. jamma dunk, dude? Like NBA Jam? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I was no, ready to again. jump off my couch and start like throwing stuff, and then he got grabbed. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was a not ideal time for him there in that last, what? I think he picked up his final 2,000 within 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. WTF, he's man. A super, he's, he's a superstar. He shouldn't be making those calls. You need him, in the, you need him on the floor, Big Ten. Hey, how about his twin brother, though, Jordan Davis? That was like, mm. That's just like his best game he's had, right? Like Jordan, Dav- Jordan Davis, more productive minutes from Jay- da- Jordan Davis off the bench? More productive minutes, like, yeah. Move, I mean, like was, moving forward, I should say? Oh, moving forward? People have been calling him for calling for him for a long time. Like I think with the shooting issues they have, because he is he can shoot the ball. He's he's got some ability to hit from outside, but he just for whatever reason there are some other aspects of the game that, that Greg Gard prefers to go with, whether it's Jacoby Neath or or um, not even Lauren Bowman. Lauren Bowman's point guard, and that's not what Jordan Davis is. So, um, do I think he's going to get more minutes going forward? Yes, I think last night was a big step, and Greg Gard said as much afterwards. Said this is, you know, I'm not. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what Jordan's been waiting for, and he was able to take advantage because he didn't really have any choices. I mean, who's? It's either him or Carter Higginbottom last night. So, um, you know, it was. It, it, and we it can't was afford hard. someone losing a shoe and calling another timeout and another fiasco. Okay, we can't. Afford- they, they did boo guard when he called the timeout. I know, I know, I saw. I heard that. It, it was perfect. It, it was perfect timing for him, right? Like, I mean, it just it couldn't have worked out better. Yeah, Greg Gar calling timeout. I hope that's kind of a thing. I hope uh, he gets booed every time he calls a timeout somewhere. That's that's that, that's just funny. Oh, um, dude, I'm you know I'm all for the stirring the pot and the and the comedy. Exactly. But, I love but Minnesota, I mean, if if we're taking if Juwan Howard's taking swings because and upset about a timeout when you had no chance to win late in the game, Ben Johnson should have gotten uh, knocked upside the head last night, right? I yeah. mean, one second left, you're calling timeouts, a four point game. Ugh. You're hope. I mean, I guess you could hope that someone's gonna follow you on a three pointer. But I was I was disgusted by it, Zach. I was just I was ready to just oh. the unwritten rules, Ebo. The unwritten Ugh. rules. I was I couldn't sleep last night thinking about. it. I just wanted to punch yeah. somebody. And Some people were hoping for a four point play <laughs> <The other way laughs> for, for, for overtime. So uh, Zach, nothing like free basketball. Zach, um, how about Stephen Crowell, dude? Uh, it's got to feel good for him to go back to your home state and just have the best game so far of your young career. I think it's hilarious that nearly they, that nearly forty of their points came from Minnesota players last night. Love it. Um, it's it really is. I mean, and Ben Johnson, who's the coach there at Minnesota, I think he's going to be a, a really good coach, and I think he'll end up getting some of those guys to stay home. But it's just uh, it's remarkable what Minnesota guys have done for Wisconsin's program, and Stephen Crowell just the latest twenty points, seven rebounds. I think you could probably say that's his best game. Now he had, he's had he had twenty one points earlier this year, but I think in the moment and because of you know everything around it. Yeah, no Johnny and, Davis and, at the end either. Against who? Against who it was? Like that. That has to be up there with one of his better games. And I think I'd probably say it's probably his best of his career. And it came just a vital, vital time for him. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of the bench, obviously, what three guys played? And there's four minutes from uh, Rowdy's favorite player Ben Carlson. And then you know, vote <laughs> didn't really get much action. Oh God, if he would have connected to one of that donkey trend. But Zach, when it comes to the bench, obviously Jacoby Neath's going to be back. One game suspension. Do you know anything was going on with Lauren Bowman? Was it a non-COVID illness or what? Yeah, non-COVID illness. Uh, Greg Gard was asked about it afterwards. He's missed two games now. Uh, Greg Gard was asked about it afterwards. Said he doesn't know when he'll be back. He said I'll listen to my medical team. So I, um, this feels. Uh, I'm, 
I don't know what the issue is. Yeah. I don't. Um, I also, so I don't know when he'll be back. That's a, it's a blow to a the big bench, loss. big time. Yeah, it's it's a big loss because he's playing a bunch of minutes, especially just even if it's just to give Chucky Hepburn a little bit of a breather. Yeah, it's 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 good. But yeah, I, I don't know when he's going to be back. And you know the way that Greg Gard answered that question last night, you just um, hope for the best. Yeah, it's not ideal. Not ideal, uh, especially at this time of the year. But as long as, as Lauren gets healthy, um, I guess that's the most important thing. Correct. True or false, Zach? More dunks last weekend at the NBA dunk contest or the four minutes that Ben Carlson was on the floor? <laughs> it's a. I, I remember I, I talked to somebody about him a couple weeks ago, and because like there are times where it looks like he's he's starting to figure it out. I thought he did in the second half against. Um, Michigan had six rebounds and uh, was really a, a, a big part of that. But there are not there are some not great matchups for him. And Michigan, uh, Minnesota, one of those not great matchups. He's uh, maybe not as athletically gifted as he probably needs to be because they're asking him to do the same thing as, as Tyler Wall, and he's not as athletic as Tyler Wall. And so um, you're going to uh, have some of the things that happened last night, and it's and it's why. Uh, they ended up playing Jordan Davis at the four a little bit yeah. last night. And that's just, you don't do that with a six, three guard um, with his frame. So, but they wanted to stay a little bit, uh, be a little bit more um, athletic on the floor, a little bit, be able to guard, uh, switch positions yeah. and, and guard different spots. Yeah. But yeah ben, yeah. ben Carlson. Yes. Ben Carlson. Uh, it's not a great matchup for him. Great. Zach, what an answer. Rowdy and I would probably have said it differently, but what a great answer from, from you with the integrity. The integrity. No, I would have yelled, yelled true. No fly-by news with our guy Zach Halpern. The, the integrity, if you will. Uh, Zach Halpern, yeah. sports director, joining us right now. <laughs> Zach, all right, so remaining schedule here uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers. Four games left, right? Uh, three games, excuse me. This Saturday, 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 they go to the rack to take on Rutgers. What are we? How confident are we in the Badgers getting a little revenge from earlier uh, in this month when they lost the Rutgers? Well, uh, they went to Ohio State earlier this year and, and lost. They came home and beat them in the second game, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened. They lost to Michigan State at home yeah. and went there and beat them. Yep. This team likes revenge. This team has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> I honestly thought like splitting these two games would be fine. Uh, so I think if whatever happens on Saturday, I, I don't think it really is going to matter. It's going to come down to that Purdue game, and then obviously playing Nebraska on the final day of the season. Um, but it's really going to come down to that Purdue game, I think, to win it. I think Illinois. I don't know if Illinois closes out uh, uh, without a loss. So you, I think you can still lose Saturday and get it, but I think they win Saturday because I it, they love. They love they love revenge games. They won't they won't say it, but they love them because they, they the way that that game played out, they weren't happy about it. They played horribly down the stretch. So um, I would take Wisconsin now. Again, Rutgers has lost two straight and is now back on the wrong side of the bubble. Uh-oh. So they're going to come out come, they, coming out and getting a win over a top ten or a top you know fifteen team in Wisconsin would be huge for the resume. But yeah, I like the way Wisconsin. Huge approaches this stuff rough projected line for that game Rutgers by two yeah and uh wisconsin as underdog this year i believe five and two. Oh, ooh, and wisconsin on the road zach mm. ooh. Ooh. wisconsin ooh. on the road seven and two in big ten play ooh, baby. they haven't had eight they haven't had eight wins in big ten play on the road since ooh. the 2015 season when they went uh 
Oh, obviously to the talk, national championship. Talk but they, but they did Ooh. lose at the rack that year. They did without Frank Kaminsky, even though it should not have mattered. <laughs> and I believe that's also the game. Yeah, it is. Uh, Traylon Jackson broke his foot. Oh, I don't want to end on a note like that. All right, Zach. So uh, really quick, uh, some contract you know restructuring happened for the Green Bay Packers. It was uh, it was Kenny Clark yesterday. It's Aaron Jones today. Who then is the domino to fall tomorrow? In Zach Heilprin's opinion. I don't know what the dominoes to follow. The, the the biggest domino is obviously Aaron You're Rogers. the king of Wisconsin, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, the uh, the four time MVP. Yeah. Now now there's now there's some uh, 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 some scuttlebutt that uh, Aaron Rodgers. Scuttlebutt. Uh, you know, uh, Brian Gutekunst said yesterday that he never said he would trade Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that they never agreed to that, and people are trying to make this be like a huge thing. Uh, a certain website that does not like Aaron Rodgers, uh, saying that the relationship between Gutekunst and, and Rodgers is going to deteriorate what is over that? this. Grantbills.com? It is not. Oh. It would be uh, uh, profootball.com. Mike Florio. Oh, Mike Florio, uh, he's a loser. Yeah. Mm. So uh, we'll see if that actually plays out. But, Very yeah, punchable face. What was it Diana Rossini said this morning that oh, uh, dude, but riveting, coming, riveting coming breaking soon. news, right? Riveting, riveting <laughs> news, Zach Halpern, that the announcement was coming soon. Oh, I wow. soon. it's like I've never heard that before. Like it's not like Aaron Rodgers didn't just say that on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. Wow, riveting. It's yeah. as it's as if uh, he might need a decision sooner rather than later, considering uh, all the things that need to happen one way or the other. Wow, it's like we I could uh, never have pieced that together without that breaking news. All yep. Right, so. so yeah, no, I, I. Uh, what do you guys think? You think he's back? Comes back, wins the Super Bowl. He's a Green Bay Packer next year. All right. Wins Super all Bowl, right. drags big hog around, says I'm out of here, and then he goes off and I don't know if he's you still. He- did you say he drives a big hog around? Oh, uh, I said drags. Oh, because I, I – oh, okay. No, I, I think he's – I thought he drives because I, I never – He drives I, a golf I, cart. You've seen the golf oh, cart. Okay. David Bakhtiari gave it to him. Gotcha. gotcha. And then, I don't, Zach, put on your TMZ hat real quick. I know you don't really care for that, but just real quick. Is he broken up or not with Shane Lee no, Woodley? I don't think they are. Man, I, I could have sworn, you know. Well, yeah, because of all the reports, right? No, excuse me. The, they, they, were they reports or rumors? You I can ask Rowdy this. Rowdy, what was the... It appears those were rumors. Okay. Uh, and they they did turn to reports. And then Rowdy, is rumors or reports? Then the, no. Rumors, sor- rumors, rumors sources, sources reports. reports. And then the reports are right half the time. Correct. So now we're back to rumors because the report was this wrong? This is all rumors. Yeah. I, again, I, I, the, the uh, Instagram post made it seem like uh, they're still together. And uh, the way that he was talking on Pat McAfee certainly made it seem like they're still together. Ooh, so. ooh. And one last question, Zach. Have you and or would you participate in the Panchakarma cleanse where you evacuate both ends, uh, many enemas, meditation, yoga, uh, therapeutic vomiting? Would you or have you or would you do it? I saw the poll question yesterday, and uh, I put thousands. Now, I put only thousands of dollars? Uh, yes. I mean, it would probably be high thousands. But sure, sure, sure. No, not, not millions. Rowdy's no. uh, 50K. 50K. What'd you say? 50K and let's get explosive. Oh, well, from both ends. I may have participated. I spent my own money to do something similar, Zach. Yeah, I won't. Not, no, you did not. I have two words for you. Coffee, enema. Yeah, you, but you didn't then puke all that out, did you? I would hope not. It went out the other end. No, 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 no. Like the, just the cleanse itself. Were you were you therapeutically puking? No. 
Okay. I mean, unless you like trying to cure a hangover. I've actually never heard the term puking described as therapeutic. It's more violent to me. Well, no, I, it, it, it can be. It can be therapeutic when you're dealing with a hangover, as Evo just said, because yeah. trying like feel sick and you're like, screw this, I'm just going to get it over with yeah. and and take care of it yourself. But it only helps for a small, small. Uh, period of time. Isaac, we're going to start a GoFundMe to get you to the Panchakarma cleanse, okay, buddy? <laughs> uh, sounds good. Right. 